As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Make sure you've got your psychology covered and make sure you got the business covered. However you want to mix and match that, whatever works for you. But make sure you've got both those things covered. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And this is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. I'm joined today with my co-author of the best real estate investing advice ever, volume one and soon to be volume two book, Theo Hicks. How you doing, Theo? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me back again. Yeah, my pleasure. And I'm ready to roll right into this. Today is Friday, follow along Friday. That's why we've got Theo joining us. We're going to talk about what I got going on. And specifically, we're going to be talking about consultants and mentors. That's a hot topic with a lot of real estate investors. Should you pay for a mentor? Should you not pay for a mentor? Should you just read everything online? Should you listen to podcast interviews? How should you approach it? So let's roll, Theo. How do you want to tackle this? At first, do you want to quickly discuss how you came across your current mentor and kind of the whole thought process behind choosing him specifically to be your mentor? And I guess just in general, making that leap and saying, all right, now it's time to actually get and pay someone to be my mentor or coach or consultant. There's two paths that intertwine with each other. And that is business and personal. 
you're either working on your business or you're working on your personal life. So what I do is I look at who are the people on my team, who are the people who I surround myself with who can help me both on business and then also personal because here's the deal. We're all really, really good at one or two things. We all have a special talent for one or two things. We're probably good at other things, a whole bunch, but we're really, really good at one or two things. And the important thing that I've realized and how I've picked a business slide, oh, I have a life coach, I guess, not really a kind of a business, but more of a life coach in Trevor, who we've talked about and you work with him as well through the Tony Robbins program. And I picked him when I was really into watching a YouTube video a day with Tony Robbins. And I eventually stopped doing that because I ran out of videos to watch because mm. I literally, I think I watched every single video on YouTube about Tony Robbins that he produced. So the way I picked my business coach, my life coach, is by first picking the person he learned from and the principles and strategies he applies towards his coaching practice, which is what Tony Robbins teaches. He learns from Tony Robbins, therefore it's like I'm learning from Tony Robbins. And I'm a huge fan, as you know, and I'm sure the best ever listeners know of Tony Robbins. So that's the first thing. Find out where did they learn their craft? And what are they really good at? What are they going to help you with? Because I don't turn to Trevor for specific apartment investing, how to structure deals advice, although I'm sure he could provide it. But I turn to others for that. And we can talk about that in a second. What I turn to Trevor for is psychology and strategy to help me with my personal life. And then also the strategies, they can also be applied towards business. So that's how I approach it. That's who I've got as a paid consultant, Trevor. And then I have others who I don't compensate monetarily but they are in my unofficial board of advisors for real estate specific granular details of transactions. And again, I ask and talk with Trevor about the stuff I'm doing, but we really focus on strategy and psychology. And with the people who are doing apartment investing and multifamily syndication full-time and have been doing it longer than I've been alive, I go to them for advice when challenges come up. So based on your experience with your mentor, when would you say would be the ideal time for someone to hire a mentor? Would it be something that that someone should do the second they make the decision to do some sort of entrepreneurial pursuit or should they get their feet wet first and then get a life coach when they feel like they absolutely need it? Or is there some sort of middle ground that you think would be the opportune time to to reach out and find a life coach? I think that we all need a roadmap. When I decide to go from my house to Chicago, I'm going to follow a map to get me from point A to point B. And that's what a life coach does. Now, if I don't know how to drive, then I don't need to be looking at maps, right? I don't need to figure out where do I go? How do I get there? It's like, wait, wait, wait. I need to know how to brake, how to accelerate, how to put the thing in drive, in reverse. 
and some other things too. Turn signals important. <laughs> hmm. Before I hire a business coach, before I hire a life coach, before I recommend anybody, any best ever listener, hire a business coach or a life coach, before you get the map, make sure you know how to drive to actually use the map whenever you have it in front of you. So what that means specifically, now I'll get off the metaphor, what that means specifically is listen to podcasts like this, read books, reach out to the authors, reach out to people locally in your community, go on bigger pockets, get active on the blog forums, take a leadership role in your local meetup, do what you can to volunteer, take people out to lunch who are doing what you want to do, and then immerse yourself so that you know how to drive. You know how to do the real estate investing mechanics based on what you've been told. And then once you have the foundation, at that point, you can get your map, get a life coach and or business coach, start building your team of advisors unofficially or officially, and you'll be able to apply those principles. But it's not a good use of your money or your time if you're asking fundamental questions about how to do deals that could be researched and could be learned from reading and all those other ways. It's dumb to do that. But once you have the foundation, once you know how to drive, then go explore and go explore with a map. That's my recommendation. I really like that analogy and kind of continuing on that analogy. I know that you hired Trevor and then left him for a set amount of time and then went back to him. So it's kind of like you had your map and then you had said, I'm going to try to explore without a map. Then you realized, oh, maybe it's a little bit easier to kind of keep and hang on to that map and while I'm exploring. So can you explain, I guess, why you decided to stop using a life coach and then what made you decide to jump back in and hire him back again? I'd hired a life coach, Trevor, and then we stopped for a little bit and then I hired him again. And I hired him initially because... I was starting out as an entrepreneur and I was obsessed with Tony Robbins' approach and so I hired him and then I stopped paying Trevor and stopped working with him when our contract expired because I might have been complacent, quite frankly. It might have been that, do you really need this? Because it's easy to overlook the small incremental changes that happen as a result of conversations. But once I realize that, okay, wait a second. I have to reflect back on all the positives that have come from the first one. This podcast wouldn't be in existence if Trevor didn't say, hey, you should check out Entrepreneur on Fire and listen to them. And I think you should do a podcast too, or you should at least look into it. I'm like, oh, okay. Four months later, I was pumping out episodes. I didn't know what a podcast was four months prior to starting this. And my gosh, the positive influence of this podcast is exponentially larger than anything I could have thought it would be. But then I lost perspective of those small things that lead to big results. And there wasn't a moment in time where I was like, okay, now I need to get back in. It was just a gradual acknowledgement of, okay, these conversations lead to bigger things. I need to give credit where credit's due. And it's important to have an official partner who is paid to listen to you and paid to give you strategic insight and psychology tips that help you out. Because 
I think it's so stupid. And I would cuss if I usually cuss on this podcast, but I don't <laughs> usually cuss, so I'm not going to cuss. But I think it's so stupid for people to say you should never pay a mentor. B- baloney. <laughs> that is not true. It's stupid. Because believe me, I interview 300 or so people a year. So I meet a lot of people. And I make friends with most of them I meet. But when you go into a relationship and you're constantly asking for help or you're saying, hey, what's your advice on this? You're taking, 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 but you're not giving. Well, guess what? The relationship, as we all know, we got to give and then we can receive. But if I'm constantly having to be like, oh man, I just called Theo up last week and I asked him for his advice or I asked him for a couple favors and he did it. I really want to get his advice or a favor on this, but man, I just did that. Not an issue when you're paying someone. Mm. They're paid to do that and you don't feel bad. We have a consultant relationship. And so it allows me and anyone who pays a consultant, it allows them to be able to reach out, air what's going on, and then hear the advice and not feel like they're taking, 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 and not feel like, oh, well, now I have to spend some time giving. You're already giving. You're paying. That's one thing I think is ridiculous. And by the way, can you be successful with not paying a consultant? Yep, you sure can because other people have done it. Can you be successful in any type of real estate investing that was ever created or invented and people are doing? Absolutely, you can be a multimillionaire in anything. Invest in parking lots, invest in storage units, invest in apartment buildings, invest in fix and flips and just do a wholesale, be a wholetailer, be a hard money lender, developer, whatever. You can make money in anything, but it's better to stack the odds in your favor. Best ever listeners, this is what I do. I recommend the following. You have a paid consultant. Once you know how to drive, you have a paid consultant and you have an unofficial or official board of advisors. And they are specific people where you know what their one or two things are that they're very good at. And then you know you can go to them intermittently on occasion and ask them for their advice and know that you've got to give before you take from that unofficial or official board of advisors. If it's an official board of advisors, then maybe you give them equity or pay them a little bit, like $1,000 a year or something. I don't recommend that really. Do an unofficial board of advisors. Give them things. Buy them lunch. Take them out to dinner buy them a couple books, send them to them without you asking, hey, do you want a book? Do some certain nice things and have that unofficial board advisor. And specifically, I have someone who is incredibly good at development. I have someone who has been doing multifamily syndication for 20 or so years. I have someone who only raises money for other people's deals. I have someone who does local work where I live and he knows the best of the best general contractors. There's all sorts of different people who it's important that we have on our unofficial board of advisors. And how you approach this best ever listeners is list out your needs and then find the people who are doing that very well and find a way to add value 
And then I recommend, once you know how to drive, find a consultant, pay them so that you can have the benefit of getting advice without feeling bad or without feeling like you need to give them a bunch of stuff in return because that is psychologically so beneficial and such a relief when you can do that. So for our best ever listeners, done all that, has essentially knows the exact type of person they want as a life coach or on their board of directors, where would they go to start finding these people? Would they go on online and kind of Google search it or bigger pockets forums in regards to real estate stuff? I'm sure for you, some of them are on a podcast. So for the ones that don't have their own podcast, what are some tips on places they can go to actually find these people once they know who it is they're actually looking for? I have 365 episodes that air every year. I have one episode a day. Best ever listeners, reach out to the guests on the podcast. Go on Bigger Pockets forums. Talk to people. Add value in their life. Don't reach out to them and say, I have a need for an unofficial <laughs> advisor. I'd like for you to be on it. Do you accept? I know you wouldn't do that, but don't do that. I have gotten a message on Bigger Pockets recently is like, I'm hyperventilating just thinking about it. It was like eight paragraphs long with five questions. And I said, because th- they said, great podcast. I said, thanks for the that kind words about the podcast. Wow, that's a lot of questions. Which one would you like me to answer? Yeah. And guess what the response was? All of them? The response was 16 paragraphs with 30 questions. I was like, dude, you don't get it. I, I, <laughs> we've got to be respectful of people's time. And to close that story out, I didn't respond back. I'm very responsive, but I didn't respond back to that individual because I don't have the time to teach them the etiquette for how they should ask questions to people, how they should add value. I just can't do that individually with people like I used to be able to do. I don't have the ability. I don't have the time to do that. So how you find them, this podcast, you're already a listener. So this podcast Go on bigger pockets. Get to know people in your area. Go to a local meetup. If you don't have a local meetup, then start a local meetup. And if you do have a local meetup, then get a leadership role within that local meetup. I guarantee you the meetup organizer would love for you to take on some responsibility for that meetup and not be a burden. So not say, hey, I'd like to help you out. What would you like me to do? Teach me what you need more. Hey, I think we could benefit by the following Let me go ahead and do that. You don't have to do anything. And we'll just roll with this for a little bit and and see if it benefits you. That's the approach that I would take for finding people on your unofficial advisory board. Cool. So for the two approaches, you've got the business aspect of it and the the more personal, psychological mindset aspect of it. I know for you, your paid version is more on the personal side and your board advisors on the business side. Would you recommend that to be like an all-encompassing general statement for everyone? Like, hey, your paid one should be something that can help you with your psychology so when you call them, you don't have to hold back and feel like there's things you can't say? Or do you think that there's other situations where your paid should be more along the lines of just business and not really having the personal psychological coach? I think paid can be either one or both. The reason why is because I know some beautiful souls in my life 
who would be the personal psychology people. And I don't go to them as often because I do have Trevor and I work with him and I, and you work with him. And on the flip side, if I were paying someone to help me with business and the granular details of multifamily syndication, then that would be fine too. They would be more accountable to me. But I guess what it boils down to is what are my needs? And I don't need someone at this point in my career to constantly be giving me insight on multifamily syndication because I've got my business partner and I've got a lot of people who I know who when I have questions or if something challenging comes up, we can go to. But on my personal development and strategy and psychology, that is something that I'm constantly, forever, going to be working on. And there is kind of the, as you were pointing out, there is that the air of confidentiality. It's a safe environment and you can talk about what you need to talk about. And that's really nice. So if we don't have someone in our life that does that for us, that doesn't judge us and also helps us get to the outcomes, then find someone and pay them to do that. But if if I'm a fix and flipper and I have someone like that, two or three people, but I need someone to help me learn the business and get like the map for it and help me step by step, then you pay for the business. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the map itself isn't really going to change. Like if a situation occurs in real estate, there's obviously the step-by-step approach you need to take to actually fix the problem or raise the money or find the correct contractor or deal with the contractor. The harder part is the mindset aspect of it as to not get super flustered and upset or, or angry in the face of the map. And at least for me personally, that's something that like, like the whole roadmap part. Oh yeah, you can, I can read a map. It's just, do I have the filter or the right lens on to read it correctly and not essentially lose my cool and lose my mind and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So that's like this for me personally, that's what I use Trevor for is really all psych psychology and not really any business at all. But mm-hmm. what was the reason why you paid to have someone to help you with that? If I'm being honest, when I first did it, there was really no reason aside from the fact that I kept hearing the ad <laughs> on your podcast over and over again. I'm just like, uh, oh, <laughs> it'll be one free consulting conversation. Like it'll be an hour. Let's just talk to this guy. And even when I first did it, I was still on the fence. But then after the second call, I was like, oh my God. I cannot believe I didn't do this earlier. I had a full-time job. I was psychologically not in a good place when I hired him. And now I've quit my job because of Trevor. I've started my own podcast because of Trevor. Our relationship is probably deepened because of Trevor. It's just, and you've got a bunch of different positives as well. I'm not trying to plug Trevor or just coaches in general, but there's really nothing that can communicate through language that explains how important it is to have someone you can go to with the psychological aspect of things and how to actually approach situations that are tough in regards to quitting your job or buying a property, raising money, having some issue happen at at your house that's ever happened before and just being able to call him and be like, you know, Theo, it's not the end of the world. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Just like calm down. And he's got all the different sayings and anecdotes. He always seems like he knows exactly what to say in order to kind of bring you back to calm peace. And so 
there's really no way to explain how great it is until you actually have a conversation with one of these coaches and just you'll just be amazed and you'll in a positive way regret that you didn't do it earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. It's a game changer. Best ever listeners. I highly recommend that if you don't know how to drive yet, if you don't know the foundation, then get the foundation by listening to podcasts or other stuff. But make sure you've got your psychology covered and make sure you got the business covered. However you want to mix and match that, whatever works for you. But make sure you've got both those things covered because that's what the best of the best, the highest achievers have. So I recommend you do the same. Theo, anything else we should talk about as it relates to paying for mentors, not paying for mentors, bringing them on board, how we approach it? Yeah, I've got one additional question. What would you say would be like a lookout when approaching this endeavor of finding a mentor? Because obviously there's, there's a whole entire wide range of mentors out there. Some of them are the, the best and some of them are charlatans <laughs> and the worst. And so like, what would be like, like for you, like what would you look for when you're having these conversations with these, these people? And, and what would be like, a, like, oh, that's definitely a, a red flag and I should probably move on and try to find someone different? Well, if it's a business mentor, they've got to have done what you want to do and are currently doing it. That's simple. If it's a business mentor or consultant, they've got to be able to have done what you want to do and are currently doing it. That's that. Plus, you'll want to know who they've worked with in the past. So always check referrals and then a tip I got from someone I interviewed, I forget who, they said, check the referrals referral because the original person who's referring that person doesn't know you're going to go another level deep. So reach out to the referrals that they give and then ask that referral to refer you to someone who also works with that individual if they know someone. As far as the personal psychology stuff, it's a bit of a gray area because it's not a linear process. It's an evolving, fluid, dynamic process. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the important thing with a psychology and mindset and strategy person would be where did they learn from and what principles do they apply and what have been the results with previous clients? And then you talk to those clients and get their referrals, referrals. So that, that would be my approach. Exactly. And I think one of them for me that I kind of use is just the evaluation process that Trevor had for me to kind of let me know that he was a real deal. He, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'll take you on, Theo. I don't know anything about you, but I trust that you're, you get your head on straight. And so I guess for me, and I saw that he was kind of selective in who he brought on in clients and didn't just take on every single person and kind of let you know that, okay, this guy's probably the, the, the real deal. And kind of adding in all the different things that you talked about in there kind of just all together combined are definitely signs that you found a solid person. Absolutely. Well, Theo, where can the best ever listeners learn more about you and, and get in contact with you? Well, you guys can check out my website at theohicks.org. That's where you can listen to the most recent unplugged podcast episodes and you can find links to my social media accounts as well where I post some inspirational quotes and, and blogs and things of the likes in regards to kind of what we're talking about today, the, the psychological 
aspect of business and just really just life in general. Mm-hmm. And best ever listeners, you are going to be in for a treat in the near future. You're going to hear Theo interview some guests in special segments on this show because one, I am closing on two very large apartment communities right now. We're buying them and having a daily podcast. It's a bit challenging to keep that up. Then two, we have gotten a lot of responses from you via Facebook and email, uh, info at joefairless.com where you mentioned you really like these conversations that we have together on Fridays with where I have with Theo. So we're going to turn the show over to him for a couple episodes on special segments where he interviews the guests. So stay tuned to that. He is 10 times smarter than me, and I know he's going to be asking much more thoughtful questions. I'm really excited to have him join the show and conduct the interviews and help serve you best ever listener and help you get the best real estate investing advice ever. With that being said, hope you have a best ever weekend. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.